you're going to be more targeted in who you attract if you start to have a real discernible voice. So you could do it the day that you open your doors or you could do it two years later. Today's episode is all about brand voice. What is it and how do you find it? Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey, Wingnuts. I'm very excited with our guest today. It's Nicole Heimer from Curio Electro. Nicole and I have worked together on several projects for the Darla Powell Interiors website, most notably the copy from my website, which I get compliments on all the time because it's brilliant. A little bit about Nicole Heimer. She is the owner of Curio Electro, a boutique creative agency specializing in branding, design, and content marketing. Since 2011, she has been helping home improvement professionals from solo business owners to firms with multiple employees and retail spaces brand their businesses and get found online. In 2018, she launched the Branding Masterclass for Interior Designers and immediately sold out her very first class. Nicole's clear, actionable take on branding and marketing has been featured by some of the design industry's favorite resources. After appearing on the Well-Designed Business Podcast with Luann Nigera, Luann hired her for her very own branding and web development. She is currently serving as the editor of ASID New Jersey's Blueprint Magazine, a quarterly print publication for members and industry partners. Hey there, Nicole Heimer. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey, Darla. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I am also joined here by my lovely soulless ginger co-host. Hi, Natalie Graff. How are you guys? (laughs) She remembered this time to introduce me. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, you're here. Today... With uh, Nicole Heimer, who is the owner of Curio Electro, which I mentioned in the bio before, we are going to be talking about brand voice for interior designers. What the heck is it and why is it so important and how the heck do you get it? So, Nicole Heimer, let's begin. All right. All right. So, first of all, I just wanted to say that, and I alluded to it in the bio as well, you know, Nicole and I do have a working history together. And when you and I first started working together, I didn't really have a brand voice, or at least I did, but I didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. it took me about a good year and a half to discover my brand voice, which brings me to my very first question, which is very basic. But, Nicole Heimer, what is brand voice exactly? <laughs> well, Darla Powell, um, <laughs> brand voice is all right. So you could probably you could like Google this, and it would probably you would probably find like long winded descriptions of what it is. But I think the easiest way to sum it up is it's not what you say, which would be your messaging, but how you say it. So it's the words that you choose, the tone, and it's kind of like the personality of your brand, your voice, the personality of it. That's basically your personality as a an artist or an actor or a designer or whatever coming through in your marketing or your, your brand voice, your copy, your website, your aesthetic, et cetera? Well, yes. But I mean, so if you're like a, if you're a very small business or if you're a solopreneur, then yes, it probably is going to translate directly from you. But if you think about bigger brands, which we can talk about some of those during this episode, then, you know, it's not about a person at all. It's about, it's truly about the brand. What is the personality of the brand? And when it comes down to it, even if you have a really small business, the same thing applies, you know, people are hiring you, but they're all, you know, you are creating a brand. So um, it depends on the size of the business. 
Right. I guess it would make a difference on whether or not you are the brand or if the brand is kind of its own entity entirely. Like Darla Powell Interiors, Darla Powell is the brand. Right. No matter who is writing the copy, no matter who is posting the social media posts and writing the captions, it doesn't matter. It's still the brand. And the brand in your case, because you are the brand, it it sprouts from you and from your personality. Right. Which is odd. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is odd, which is challenging in the beginning, but it's so easy. It is. It's challenging the be- in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I think it does take a, a little bit of time to kind of like nail it down. I mean, we'll get to that. We, I know we're gonna, going to talk about how you sort of like adapt and figure it out, but I think it does take a little bit of time. Why does it matter so much? It matters because... Yeah, you guys have heard that term like, oh, people have to like know, like, and trust you, right? Have you guys heard mm-hmm. people say that? Like, yeah. know, like, and trust, like, I mean, those things come from different sort of like resources, you know, like wh- how that happens. But one of them is when they, the, the person, the user, the buyer feels like they get the brand, like they feel like they like have something in common with the brand. They just like it. If you are um, really sort of like meh and like vague and have no voice in your brand copy and ever, all the other places that you put your brand voice, then you're not going to, it's, it's not going to touch people so much. You can be very broad and have no specific voice, but you conversely, I mean, you won't attract specific clients that way. It's not going to help to like narrow down who your target is. So is that an example of being meh, <laughs> not just having, not having that dialed in? Or what would you say would be an example of meh? In general with marketing, right? Like if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody, right? So same thing with brand voice. If you're trying to like not put anyone off, you know, uh, like yeah. if, you're, if you're just like trying to like keep it like really like, I don't want to offend anyone. Not that you have to be offensive. That's not what I'm saying. But like just if you don't, don't have any color, flavor or texture to the voice that you're using, that's meh to me. It doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be wildly aspirational. Like it could be any direction. It doesn't have to be any specific direction, but I don't know. You got to have something for people to grab onto, to be attracted to. Right. That was something that Natalie and I considered with my brand voice too, because you know, Natalie and I, Natalie's my better half, mm-hmm. right? My personal life. So on my Darla Powell Interiors branding now, you know, I've started putting that out there, you know, pictures of Natalie and me. So that was something I definitely had to think about. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this going to put off followers? And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, if that does, then they're not my tribe. Yeah. So it's de- yeah, exactly. So it's niching in a way. I mean, at least it's, be- it's being authentic and true to my personal brand voice as far as that goes. So part of branding, it's just as much about attracting your target client as it is about repelling the client that you don't really want to work with. And that can be a little bit scary as a concept, but it's true. It's scary, but in the end, it's ideal, right? Because oh, you don't want to work with God, yeah. clients that aren't your ideal anyway, because it's no. a nightmare. We've all done it, right? And that's what happens when you first start your business, inevitably, basically, right? You're just, you're working with everyone because you have to. It's just part of the process for most small businesses. And uh, that's when you have your roughest, <laughs> your roughest <laughs> Yes. We all have, have some serious... Yeah, I have some serious war stories. So brand voice, where is it used more so? I know on social media and stuff, but where would you where is it important to use your brand voice? I think this actually gets kind of interesting because yeah, you've got your obvious spots like, okay, like for example, we just we had done a, a bio for you recently that's like very mm-hmm. like heavy on the brand voice. Like it's so Darla, right? Um, I so get like, a lot of compliments on that too, by the way. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's funny, like you, you're funny. So like they're obviously web copy, obviously ad copy, um, but also you can start to 
think like dig into the more nitty gritty, like if you have products, like the product names, you know, like insert a little bit of voice into your product names. And we can talk about examples of that, you know, in your calls to action. And this is something that I think gets missed sometimes. So like on your button, let's say the default on like a contact form button is like submit, right? (laughs) That sucks. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to submit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No thanks. Um, so, (laughs) So like, don't make that the default, like think of it more in your brain voice. So maybe it's like, yes, please. Or like, you know, like if you're more like reverent, like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Or like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like those little moments, like the, you can really inject a little bit of brand voice in there and like make things feel more cohesive. So yeah, social media captions, video, that's like actual voice, literal brand voice, right? Confirmation pages, like the little stuff, you know, someone just made an appointment or purchased something, the confirmation page. Like, I mean, there are times that I have purchased a product and the confirmation material that I got from the company, like you can get some real surprise and delight moments there. You know, if you like have some voice because people are not expecting it. They're so often, especially small companies, like use the defaults sort of whatever for that kind of thing. So if you have an email confirmation that like has some voice to it, it just all feels, it doesn't feel like all of a sudden there's like a robot in the conversation. You know, it feels like it's just a seamless, cohesive, like it's all the same brand. Um, And then even down to like, I think some of the fun things like 404 error pages, you know what I'm talking about? When you, (laughs) you know, like there are like, if you Google like, you know, fun 404 error pages, you can probably like find a bunch of them, but like, you know, you can do cool stuff with that where like it takes some of the pain out of, going to a dead link when there's like a cool 404 error page that has like a consistent brand voice. Yeah, I've seen some of those that are actually really funny. And it's, it's very clever how it's in the least expected place, right? To have a brand voice. And it when you see someone that takes that much attention to detail, it makes you think, wow, they're really paying attention. No, I can trust them. Right. And gives you a little bit more confidence in the brand. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier about inserting your brand into products and that you might have some examples of that. What were you thinking about? We can look at examples of, since we're talking about interior design, right? Like we can look at like some of the interior designers that I follow on Instagram, like Kelly Wurstler or like Amber Lewis. Yeah, I know. I was like, I have to talk about Kelly Wurstler because (laughs) (laughs) I love Kelly Wurstler. Yes. (laughs) I mean, she is freaking fabulous. Like there's just no way around it. So with her, like I would describe as maybe like, I'm not on her, unfortunately not on her like marketing team, but like, she's like... (laughs) be like, you know, sort of like aspirational, but like with a wink, you know, and like her design is that, but also her brand voice is that there's like a wonderful consistency there. So like, she's not afraid to use fancy words, you know, aspirational sort of words, but then she'll also throw in like, sort of like puns, you know, like I was looking at her products, like to, because I knew that I wanted to bring her up with you (laughs) to delight you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I'm delighted. Yes. To put you in a good mood. It was uh, like, I saw like, she has like a dichotomy table. That's like a hand with like a, another hand. I don't know. It's, so it's, that's the name of the product, dichot- dichotomy table. So like, it's like this interesting little, like, it's like fancy, but like with a little like wink when you look at the product versus the name or like, she has a footstool quote that has like actual feet, <laughs> you know? Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, sh- that's the kind of, and then she signs off all of her Instagram posts with like XK and like those kind of details, those that kind of like consistency, you know, like it's just like an elegant little like winky little sign off, you know, like she's just got, her design is consistent with her brand voice. 
to me. That's a good idea. I need a little Instagram sign off. Oh, yeah. I'm totally. going to write that down. <laughs> Later, bitches. <laughs> that sounds about oh, right. Oh, that does sound about right. Later, LB. LB, LB. What does that mean, Darla? Everyone wants to know what it means. <laughs> Oh, watch it happen. Watch it happen. Okay, so say you're a designer. Say you've been in the business forever. Say you're just a baby designer starting out. How would you recommend a designer would go about what process would they use to discover their brand voice? Because like I mentioned before, it took me a good year before I realized, oh, hey, this is who I am. Let's write like this instead. So how would you? I, think- I know somebody that can help with that. I'm, we might be talking to her. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. For sure, definitely. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say like the question that I like to ask to like to kickstart this conversation is how do you speak to your favorite clients? And that's why like going back to the beginning of this conversation, like when I said like, uh, you know, it does sometimes take time, experience helps with that because like as with anything like once you have a couple clients under your belt it can be a lot easier to know like what you are all about you know like what you like and do not like but it's very specific when I say how do you speak to your favorite clients not all your clients not your client that you hate that like has been ruining your life for three months not that client (laughs) not that we know anyone like that all my clients have been lovely (laughs) yes Mine as well. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> Generally, like earlier on when you first start your business, because you're just not like putting it out there in the same way and you're not attracting, you're, like at this point, I really feel like, you know, I'm attracting clients that fit. It's sort of magical how it happens when you start being like more specific in like what you're putting out there. But yeah, that's the question I would ask to start. How do you speak to your favorite clients and start thinking about that? Because if you are the owner of the business, if you're the founder, then it can grow from you. When we're working with clients, We have a few things that we'll ask. So we will check in during like, let's say we're doing copywriting, right? We've already done, at that point, we've been working with a client for a while. We've done discovery and whatever we're doing. But I would ask for examples of brands that have the right tone, but no one ever has those examples. I don't think ever anyone has ever been like, I found one. (laughs) But that is one way that you can sort of like get inspired, you know, like what brands do I feel like have the right tone that sort of fits what I want to put out there? You know, you're not copying it, but it can be like inspiration to get you thinking just like design. And then we also ask, and you can ask yourself this from super, super casual to like the most pillbox hat formal. <laughs> the pillbox hat. I love it. <laughs> that, is a, that is a thing that Darla and I talk about. Um, <laughs> it's on my notes here on my whiteboard. Stop it. We can't, I, we can't even go into the things you and Darla talk about. <laughs> no, we can't. This is a public podcast. Here. It's mostly nerd thing. I mean, like seriously, yeah. it's mostly yeah. nerd things. It really is. You guys are nerds. We geek out. Yeah. Um, so from those like two extremes, like where do you feel that you fall? You know, where do you want your brand to fall? So you can start thinking about that. Um, Another question that we ask is what celebrity would be your spokesperson if you could hire one? So I like that, not because, you know, you're actually going to hire Kristen Bell or whoever you pick. Do you want to build a snowman? (laughs) Do you want to? Yeah. It's not that you actually are going to hire that person, but it starts to get you thinking about like, often like if a client like gives us a good one that feels right as far as like the flavor of their brand, then I just refer to that as their spirit animal for like the rest of the time that we're working together. <laughs> because I have a question. Yeah. Why? Okay, so let's say that an interior designer, this is a little off the cuff, mm-hmm. wants to appeal to a high-end design client, right? Mm-hmm. They want to get in that upper echelon of higher-end design, but they're goofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? What if they have a personality that's kind of wing nutty? 
How do yeah. they marry the two, or did they just say, how would how would you say? Daryl, are you asking for a friend? <laughs> well, I'm asking for a friend. Yes. Um, <laughs> hashtag asking for a friend. Um, okay, so I would say... Two things. One, the sort of a standard approach would be you could go and look at, and this is something that any designer can do just in general, um, is figure out what other brands your either target, your desired client or your current client or your, you know, favorite clients or whatever, what other brands they like what other brands they are purchasing. And then you can go to those websites and go to those social media accounts and see what kind of brand voice, what kind of tone those brands are using. And that will be helpful. So like if you're targeting a client that is, I mean, name a really high-end product. Kelly Wurstler, her expensive. That's actually a good point. And that brings me to my second point, the second part of this, that like you have to remember that high-end clients are people too. And they also have all different personalities and they also respond to all different sort of like brand voices. So it's not like the reality of this, this pillbox hat person that you and I have referred to. I mean, the reality is that like high net worth people are people too, you know, Um, and they come in all different shapes, sizes and personalities. And not to mention like you are not going to be able to change who you are, nor would you want to. No, not at all. That's what I think I tend to do with my personality is that I niche my personality and my voice in a certain way towards just kind of on the edge. And then my work speaks for itself. Or, you know, when I give my design advice, it's pretty serious and it's pretty, you know, so it's kind of a marriage of both. There are plenty of resources on like how to reach, you know, that luxury client. And a part of it, as we all know, is about offering a luxury service. So even if you are a little wing nutty, if you are bringing the goods as far as the service and the detail, that's what people and are going to want. And that is true. And it's not, I don't want to say I'm bipolar, because I'm not. But there is a part of me that goes, that shifts into, okay, now we're serious, we're designing, and this is what I'm going to do with your space, you know, and then yeah. there's the part that lightens up and the client gets to see both of those. And they're like, okay, she, she actually is going to do something here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, see how it works out. Do your clients like, uh, this is a ridiculous question, but do they like your personality? So far, so good. Yeah. Reality is that like they do, they enjoy working with you. And so it is a disconnect if they go to read a social media post and there's none of that personality there. They're like, where's Darla? Like, True. That's a good point. So my brand voice, how do I keep it consistent across multi-platforms? How do I keep the consistency going? What's the easiest way for a beginner to do that? Yeah, across multiple platforms or across like multiple team members doing it? Yeah. Both, I guess, right? Let's say I have a team. Yeah, I have a team for this question. What's the easiest? First, you have to define it. So I would kind of like find a way, like what I just said about Kelly Wurstler, you know, like have something like that where you're like, hey guys, like this, our brand voice is this aspirational with a wink, right? Um, make sure that you define the nitty gritty stuff. Like if you're like, are we a we or are we an I? Do we speak in third person, you know, or how are we doing this? Have a, and this is just getting down to details and then I'll go back to broad stuff. But like, as far as like details go, I also would recommend having sort of a, a style guide for writing. So like, for example, down to like little things like how do you write out phone numbers at your company and like do you use specific hashtags and I don't mean like yes of course you use specific hashtags for marketing purposes probably right like your team is like handling that but do you use like you know like like Amber Lewis like crappy iPhone pics are my jam 
you know, like stuff like that. <laughs> like she's probably, despite how like big a deal she is on Instagram, she's probably still doing her own stuff because it seems like that's like a focus for her. But like if she were to outsource that to her team, like they would have to know that that hashtag goes on when it's not a pro shot, you know, like that kind of stuff needs to be written down somewhere. It has to be documented, just like I'm sure you have processes that are documented. Your brand voice, you can document as much as possible when it comes to that as well. So going back to describing it, what I like to do, my favorite approach is to look for a word to describe your brand voice and then qualify it so that it has like sort of more well-rounded. So what I mean by that is like define it. Like if I were to say like, all right, Darla, you are irreverent, but knowledgeable, you know, or someone could be like elegant, but quirky or like aspirational, (laughs) but warm, you know, like just to like give it a little bit of like, so it's not like a black and white, like one-sided flat thing, the description. Does that make sense? I get it now. Thank you. We do have branding (laughs) guidelines, like for Wingnut Social, especially, you know, on everything, not everything that you mentioned, though, but that's a really good idea to add, like the phone numbers and the hashtags, or maybe that, you know, later bitches. (laughs) (laughs) LB. (laughs) The The LB. Hashtag LB. Okay. (laughs) The new sign, the little signature. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to have, I'm going to have to add that to my brand voice. So say someone's been in the game for a while, and their brand voice has been a certain projection of themselves, but they want to change it. They want to be more authentic. They want to be more true to themselves. How would you recommend that they pivot? There's no fancy answer for this. I would say just do it. Maybe don't make it very sudden, like ease into it, but you're not going to make an announcement. (laughs) You know, like this is like a subtle enough thing that it's not like getting a new logo or something. Like House Beautiful, have you seen their Instagram lately? How they pivot, they changed their whole branding. Their voice and some of their branding, actually, to target millennial audiences. And people were in an uproar. Oh, my God. I hate the way your Instagram page is now. But let me tell you, it's awesome. Wow. I, love it. I, think, they're, I think they're brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so just like anything with branding, like they're going to attract millennials and Darla now. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdos. Millennials we, and weirdos. All the weirdos are going to come out. <laughs> no, I mean, like they, they've, they've internally made a decision. Like, I mean, it's just, it doesn't matter when you do it. Let's face it. It doesn't matter when. You're going to be more targeted in who you attract if you start to have a real discernible voice. So you could do it the day that you open your doors or you could do it two years later. But yeah, I mean, we all know anytime there's any change to anyone's visual branding or any thing. Yes, people freak out on the internet. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And a lot, like I said, a lot of people are upset about it, but I think it's very relevant. Yeah. And with it is whoever's running that is brilliant. You can look at larger brands who have done it and it's just like anything like it either works or it doesn't, you know, but like examples of like big companies like Old Spice. Do you remember that commercial that Old Spice came out with a couple years ago that was like a guy in the shower and he was like, I'm the man your man could smell like. That's one of those examples in the industry that people use for brand voice because it was like, it was so successful. There was no prelude to that. Like they just put it out there, you know, and it was like wildly successful. And that voice worked really well for them. Or like, if you want to ever check out the Moon Pie, you know, Moon Pies, mm-hmm. yeah, their Twitter account. <sighs> it's amazing. <laughs> I'll have to go, I'll have to go check that out. I it's seen it. so like, I don't know how much 
new business it's brought in, but I would be willing to bet a lot because like all of us that like follow Moon Pies Twitter account now, like remember that Moon Pies exist and like some of us are buying them, you know? But they brought someone in who is tweeting from the point of view of a Moon Pie and is freaking hilarious. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. You know who else has, has a really good account is Little Debbie. Little Debbie had a question on there, which of these cakes is the best? And it had A, B, C, or D with, you know, zebra cakes, Swiss cake rolls, whatever. <laughs> And the answer was, D, they're all the best. None is better than the other. And it was just- So I have to wonder when you're saying that, I have to wonder if Little Debbie started doing it after Moon Pie. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's really clever. I have to follow Moon Pie, but I lo- Little Debbie's my jam. I love oh, Moon okay. Pie. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, don't tell Moon Pie, but I don't really like the taste of those, but I would eat- <laughs> They're dry, right? A little- they're totally dry. Yeah. Like I would yeah. totally eat a whole bunch of D- Little Debbie's anytime. <laughs> I think we're getting off course. What? What do you mean? <laughs> no, it's brands, right? It's, it's brands. brands. Yeah. It made me actually at some point go check out Moon Pie's website to see how consistent they were being because going back to your question about platforms, Natalie, like there is some amount of adjusting to the platform that you're on and you should be doing that. It's not like you should use exactly, exactly the same brand voice everywhere necessarily. You know, like it is okay to tweak. Like Twitter is just a more casual, conversational sort of platform than, you know, your homepage copy. It just is. Well, that makes perfect sense. And that's what we do at Wingnut Social too, is we tailor each brand voice or each social media voice to that particular format, that mm-hmm. particular platform, I should say. That's great. Because every single one is better at something than the other or hits a different ideal client or target audience. So that's so important. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. All righty, Nicole Heimer. Now comes our favorite part of the Wingnut Social Podcast. Are you ready for the fire round? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound so excited, Nicole. Come on. Come on. These questions are easy, and they just help the audience get a little bit more inside your personality or your personal brand voice, if you will. Okay. See, see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. You learned something, Darla. Look at that. Yep. I'm trainable. Okay. So the first question is, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? I would be a maple tree so I could make syrup for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet. I am nothing but sweet, Darla. (laughs) How everyone describes me. Not really. (laughs) True story. Okay. If you were stuck on a deserted island and you could only have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? From a practical perspective, probably some sort of like nutrition bar, you know, because it's a desert island. But I mean, like if I just like could like a favorite food, then like something, just chocolate, anything. Oh, that made me giggle. Okay. The next question is Star Wars or Star Trek? So you and I have spent a lot of time discussing Star Wars. Yes, we have. Nerds. Yes, nerds. Yes. You are a lot pickier about the newer movies than I am. I am willing to accept some of the flaws, but I do love Star Trek as well. But I would have to say original series, of course, but I would have to say Star Wars. May the force be with you. Same. Okay. So- the next, what is your favorite social media platform? It depends on my mood. If I am looking to get angry or depressed, I like consuming <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> and I don't tweet much, but I like consuming it. I like reading it. I like following politically active graphic designers and other folks like that that are specific. If I'm feeling more like I want to be like happy and look at pretty things and I like Instagram. I had a friend of mine that said her Twitter had the avian flu. She didn't want to get it. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. And last but not least, if you could only have one superhero power, what would it be? 
I do know what this would be. So right now I'm trying to get a specific domain name and I just keep saying that all I want is to like travel back in time to like 2003 and just like buy all of the good domain names. And I know that is like a really like, oh, could my answer be any more what I am? But whatever, that's my answer. (laughs) I want time travel. I want to be able to do that. You and your nutrition bar on the island in time travel. <laughs> wow. You're so practical. Yes, really. That's awesome. As I, I was. <laughs> so, Nicole Heimer of Curio Electro, tell us where our listeners can reach you and what you have coming up. They can reach me at curioelectro.com, C-U-R-I-O-E-L-E-C-T-R-O.com. We offer, you know, our regular services. So we have a discovery and then we also, which is like kind of a thing we're known for, and then design and development and all of the ongoing services that come after that. But what we have coming up is we are running our branding masterclass for interior designers. Again, we ran it a few weeks, months ago, and it was great. So it is opening up again in October. So right now, if you go to brandingdiscovery.com. It will take you to a landing page where you can, depending on when you're listening to this, either check it out or enter your email address so that I can send you some information when we're ready to get serious about registering. Awesome. Where is that going to be held this year? In your house or office. So it's online. (laughs) Ah, Okay, okay. At the end of it, you have the deliverables that you have. You have all of the elements of your branding completely nailed down and you know exactly what to do with it. So when I say elements, I mean, most importantly, your messaging. So what you're trying to communicate about your company and then all of the visual stuff, like your color palette, your fonts, we talk brand voice, any other element, how you treat your photographs, all of that kind of stuff. And then an idea for a lead magnet to kind of express all of that. So it's six weeks. We meet once a week. There's homework in between. I keep it really small so that everybody can interact and you can get direct feedback throughout the entire process. That sounds amazing. And after using Curie Electra and your services, I can't recommend you highly enough. Oh, you guys really it. need to check I agree. Out, you guys need to check out the show notes and check out Nicole Heimer of Curio Electro. She's amazing. She'll take your brand and your brand voice to all new heights. Oh, Darla. Thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. I have warm, fuzzy feelings right now. So thank you so much for coming on today's episode of the Wingnut Social Podcast, Nicole Heimer. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. It was a no-brainer. We'll be talking soon. All right. So long. So, Wingnuts, what did I tell you? Nicole Heimer is the real deal. She's funny, she's down to earth, and most importantly, she's brilliant and really delivers on what she offers at curioelectro.com. I highly encourage you guys to go check her out and sign up for her branding masterclass at brandingdiscovery.com. You guys won't be disappointed. She's amazing to work with, and she's just all around good people. So that's it for this episode. As much as I'm tempted to sign out with later bitches, I'm just going to say until next week, we'll see you around, wingnuts. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened.